Welcome back to Travel Tea, where we invite you to sip along with us as we spill the tea on travel headlines, trend lines, and other industry-related news. Each week, we invite our listeners to join us as we dive into what is going on in our industry and what our thoughts are. So grab a cup, come along, and don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of Travel Tea. Oh my goodness. We have so much to cover today, lots of exciting news, and I'm just going to dive right into it. So if you are are or not aware, this past Sunday was the official last day that required all inbound international travelers to have a negative antigen test within one day of their departure. OMG, we have been waiting for this for years now, uh, it seems like, because once all of our European and UK counterparts were lifting all of their arrival protocols, it seemed like the US was just lagging with this required test. And really what it was doing, of course, was hindering the overall potential for clients to be traveling internationally and and just not having that burden over their head of spending however many days and nights abroad and then hoping and praying that they don't test positive and have to stay in destination incurring costs, time off of work and school. So thank goodness that is now behind us uh, for the moment. And so a lot of our hotels are anxiously awaiting for the floodgates to open. And so I do have a couple of thoughts on this, though, as it relates to the impact that it will have in the immediate future and in the long term. So we did see that because of airfares continuing to rise, particularly in the months of April and May, that bookings did fall for these months. It just became overwhelmingly and economically prohibitive for people to be traveling at the prices that they were seeing for airfares. And I can give you an example that from Florida hubs, for instance, going into the Caribbean, which is usually a very easy gateway, you can find really good pricing. You know, people were looking at over a thousand US per person for a round trip flight. And It's just not economical for, say, a family of four to eat up that much of their budget and then go towards their land and and, and all of those things. And I think that's such an important thing for us to be aware of as we're looking at travel trends and obviously the testing increase, uh, the testing going away is, you know, what the cost of travel looks like now. It's in many cases over double of what people were were used to spending. And so inflation is here. We see it everywhere, not just in travel. And so I think that that's also putting a, a bit of a break on, you know, just overall travel patterns. I think that the people that are very well off and have been traveling throughout the pandemic will continue to do so. But I also do think that for a majority of Americans, it does cause you to say, wait, let me just hang back for a little bit and see if this is going to level out. And we just, we don't know, right? We don't know when that's going to level out. I mean, the good news is that travel demand is at an all time high. A lot of my travel advisor friends are not taking any new increase through the summertime. 
And just because their book of business is back in full swing, which is so amazing and incredible to hear. And people are paying top dollar. The negative to that is that the service standpoint, not everywhere, but in most places, is not double of what it used to be. So, you know, someone expects to pay 100% of something they want 100% of what they're paying for. I mean, I do. I'm a consumer. I'm a customer, right? And so if you're spending over a thousand US dollars a night for your room, what are you getting for that? And this is where our travel advisors have really turned into and shown us the rock star status that they hold because they've done such a great job of navigating through and making sure that their clients are as educated as possible in terms of what it's going to look like and feel like for paying that price. And it's just, I I think if we look at this at a very, very basic level, that demand is at an all-time high. So businesses will be commanding top dollar rate. It just is what it is. And a lot of businesses are sold out. Uh, You know, I know a lot of guides and touring companies out in Europe are just at the max. And so I think that as long as individuals are completely aware and realistic about what they are going to be receiving for the dollar amount they're spending. It's then up to them at the end of the day, if they want to proceed with it. We're seeing such high demand in some of our regions, just from the beginning standpoints of this year, after the last big wave of COVID hit right after January, you know, you're seeing the Caribbean so last minute. I mean, just this past week, I got a booking for one of the resorts and they're checking in in four days, you know, for seven nights, two bedrooms. I mean, these are not just small little getaway bookings, right? And so people still want to travel. They still will travel. I think that it's just about the realistic aspect of what you're going to be spending at least through to 2023. If we continue to see the demand and the pricing you know, as it is. And so I think this is actually a question for a lot of our listeners too. I mean, how do you feel about, obviously nobody likes where pricing is at with everything right now. Okay. I mean, if you drive a car, if you need to gas up for anything, you know, it's painful to, to put that credit card out there and to pay for that. I mean, it just, it is what it is. And so how does everybody feel about the the demand where it is would how do you how long do you think that this is going to last for that's another thing that a lot of um our hotelier partners have been talking about like oh my gosh it's great right now i'm i can't keep up with the demand you know whatever how long do we think this is going to ride out how long will people be paying double and sometimes triple of what they're used to paying and getting the same if not less in terms of service standards when will that bubble kind of dissipate. We don't know. I mean, you know, again, everything that we've talked about since we started this podcast has been really just a guessing game, looking into that crystal ball and saying, we don't know. I mean, listen, all of the lifting of protocols and everything that happened much quicker than I would have ever anticipated. I'm just going to put that out there right now. I mean, as soon as some of the destinations started lifting their protocols, others started following suit because right, they didn't want to continue to lose out on that tourism business. Hospitality and tourism sector is such an important and key component for so many of our destinations around the world. And you really see how much of an impact that has when it's not coming into a destination. And if I look at my Caribbean guys, just for a second to single them out, 
they're so reliant on tourism to bring in um, to their destination that it will decimate it if you don't have it. And so you have to keep up with what the others are doing while still trying to maintain those safety standards that you've been for the past two plus years. And so, I mean, every single destination that we look after, I, I think pretty much everybody is at the best possible protocol standpoint that we've been in since all of this has happened. It's certainly the easiest for us to convey that messaging to our partners. And I think now with the lifting of the tests on our side, it's just something else that we don't have to be thinking about and worrying about when we're traveling abroad um, and not within the U.S. Do I think that domestic travel will still be as impactful as it was? Yeah. I mean, I think that it really opened our eyes this past two years. If you're living in the U.S., just how many incredible places we can go within our own country, right? I don't think that that demand will dissipate. I think that it will fluctuate because now a lot of that's being taken away from our UK and European guys, but national parks are still booming. And just a quick shout out to our friends over in the Yellowstone area of Montana and Wyoming. Um, Thoughts and prayers are with them with the massive flooding that happened over the past weekend. I know that the northern entrance of Yellowstone is closed indefinitely as of this podcast recording today on June 15th, and the south entrance over in the Jackson side will hopefully be open within the next week or so. And so these things happen, right? We we, we have to adjust and, and continue to, to move forward. But yeah, I mean, if, if as I'm sitting here right now, we are in a very good position in terms of how travel's looking pricing is at an all-time high. I still think it's very hard for us to forecast because so much is coming in at an extremely last minute pace and, or it's coming in for next year, 23, because people are getting smarter and booking farther in advance to lock in their rate. Because guess what? We truly have no idea what pricing is going to do. And I always say it's better to plan and prep and get yourself done and dusted than at the last minute crossing your fingers and hoping that you're going to get the best deal, because I don't think that we're in that phase anymore. I don't think that hotels are dropping rates at the last minute anymore. I think they're holding steady and true until the very end. Um, And so I think that, again, our travel advisor partners have been doing an incredible job in navigating their clients and insisting that they book as early as they possibly can. Look, things happen travel protection, cancellation policies, and all that are in place to protect you. And I will echo my travel partners in saying, if you are a consumer of travel, please get yourself travel insurance. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a very small investment for what could be a very hefty fee and fine if you do not get that. And I know a lot of people are like, ah, screw it. I could try at the last minute. Trust me. Hotel partners and tour partners are holding steady. So if I could give any (laughs) word of wisdom as I sip the tea, I would say plan out in advance, book in advance, protect yourself, and then look forward to your trip upcoming, you know, and I, and I think that as we continue to move forward, it will get better. Nothing lasts forever. So I'm excited to see where we're at and where we're going to go. 
And I'm excited to still do this with you. I know that the the conversations have shifted and changed as we've been recording, and I'm not recording as often as frequently as I had hoped in the beginning, but at least our messages are super positive. And I will continue to hop on here and talk about how travel is looking, what is trending, what we're seeing. And I'm also hoping to get some incredible guests back on here in the next couple of months. So we are are officially in summer, y'all. I am here for it. I'm ready and can't believe we're halfway through the year. I just also want to say that someone posted the amount of time between now and Halloween and now and Christmas. And I was like, holy moly, let's just focus on today and getting through to the weekend. Right. Um, but still exciting nonetheless to have things to look forward to. Right. So thanks again for tuning in, listening. I hope that you've enjoyed this quick update. Let me know. I mean, comment, reach out, let's talk, let's get a dialogue going. I think sometimes some of the best ideas and commentary is coming from just a basic casual combo, just like this. All right, guys, have a great rest of the week into the weekend. We will talk soon.